Welcome, <laughs> podcast listeners. Hello. This is episode four of Family Life. Yay. That's the theme song. <laughs> Today we have Alistair, Kate, which is myself, Ellie, and Tanya. And we will be chatting about Ephesians 1, chapter, uh, chapter 1, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, Ephesians chapter 1, one. Chapter one. <laughs> uh, verses 7 through 9. Before we dive in, did everyone have a good weekend? I'm pretty pooped, but yes. And you are pretty pooped because you had a full weekend, worshipful weekend. Yes. So worship night on Friday night. Friday and yeah. then you guys had time as a team on yeah Saturday we had our um it was kind of like a regional leaders day so we had some team from Catch the Fire Manchester down and um and um our guys from London and Stu came for a little bit which was wonderful we played some games um Jonathan and Alice the worship pastors from Catch the Fire Toronto we're here as well, um, and he's the director of Catch Fire World Worship. So it was kind of a global family day, and it was really great. It was really refreshing mm. and just great to be with global family. Yeah. We're a part of such a huge movement, yeah. and it's helpful to have a reminder of that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How did, uh, how did everyone find Friday night? I mean, not like rating it out of 10, but <laughs> what, was, what was the... <laughs> What was the experience of it? Because I, I know I sort of approached it very uh, very differently. I sort of almost came in with a desire to be more reflective. Um, maybe it's because we do sort of intense, passionate worship, you know, week in, week out, knowing that there was going to be a five-hour stretch. I just thought, oh, I'm going to definitely have my journal. I'm definitely going to lie down. I'm just going to enter the, the environment with a... Uh, I don't know, I'm going to tarry, I'm going to wait, I'm going to, I am going to worship, but I want to sort of immerse myself in this a little bit more than stamp my foot and punch the air kind of thing. Um, how about everyone else? What was, what were you guys feeling? How, did, how was it for you? Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved it. It was a, a great treat for me that I didn't have any kind of actual role in terms of my ministry job, so oh, I just excellent. turned up just before it started. Awesome. Walked in worshipped for hours and then went home which was quite refreshing for me which was nice but the presence of God in the room just in stepping through the door because I got there literally as she was like introducing it I was almost late just mm. on time <laughs> but it was amazing to just step in and be like wow like the room is already ready and there's just such a yeah. sense of anticipation and it was mm. yeah a great night I feel very refreshed yeah, good good that's yeah. good I think it was really really good for two things for me and Two of the people that I was talking during the day, they just heard that I, I was going to worship night, so they decided to come along. Sweet. Well, and well. so many times, like, we we so like, oh, yeah, we have amazing worship at church and whatnot, but they were just, like, so mesmerized, like, oh, you can feel the presence of God. Like, I've never felt like this before. Wow. And, you know, like, worshiping, like, I don't know. Like, I feel so free. And for me, that was just like amazing and the other thing is like I was filming but in one at one given moment in time I just like had to put the camera down like the presence of God was so heavy I was like okay camera down like me on the floor like <laughs> yes let's go awesome it's just so good for me that's really good so you just like black out the footage and just say presence was so thick we couldn't film it <laughs> 
glory hit. Yeah. Due to technical Everyone else issues, we have yeah. no video. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's great. I uh, I I really loved. Um, I, there were a couple of things that really stood out for me. Um, one was just when the first band that led. I think it was like Sam and Steve, mm -hmm. and they just led, they led beautifully. It was mm -hmm. so good. And then when we did the changeover, and you know you see the keyboard player swapping out for a new one, and the mm -hmm. you know all the rest of it. And we had the new band, and it was like you and Kate and Matt and um, Shanice and you know the other other Sam. guys. I was like. Wow, like the, not that it was the, in my mind, it wasn't that it was the A band and then the B band. It was just the A band and then the A band. And I was like, wow, we've got so many like amazing people that just like, we've got so many starters, you know, like I just thought, it, I think I said to Tom on Saturday, it was like the Barcelona first 11 being replaced by the Real Madrid first 11. <laughs> and I'm in a room full of maybe not football fans right now, but it was like the, <laughs> no two, idea best, the two best teams. <laughs> and, and that was just beautiful. Oh, um, so I was really thankful for that, for God giving us so many people in our team. But the I think the one moment that really stuck out for me, and I, I sort of put this on a Facebook post, was um, when Jonathan led um, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Mm. Um, and that's just one of those songs where I, I must have sung it since I was a toddler. I uh, sung it through various stages of my life. Um, it used to be the song that when I was a teacher in a, in, in a Church of England school that on the last day of term, we had an assembly in church. And as the, the year sixes who were leaving the school to sort of graduate to high school, as they left, they used to walk down the aisle of the church while we all sung, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. And you've got like 200 children singing this song. And That's cute. So it's always had like a special place for me, but just the way there was just something so sweet in the room it mm -hmm. was just tender it was intimate it was um it I, yeah I don't, I don't quite know how best to describe it but it was just that moment just really um the sort of the tender kindness of god i don't know i just thought it was beautiful so mm -hmm. yeah it was amazing and great to have jonathan and alice with us on sunday morning and then you guys led so well last night and Stu preached really well so if you didn't uh, hear the sermons, catch them on the podcast, and be at the next worship nights because they're amazing. Yeah, come really on, great. Should we dive in? Yeah, Ephesians. Ellie, do you want to read it? We are in Ephesians one, chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> and, great. Uh, verse seven to eight. eight. Great. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Mm. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Okay. I'm going to read my version as well, because some of the words are slightly, slightly different. That um, was the New King James. No, New King version. James. Okay, so mine's <laughs> English standard version. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. And I can see Kate smiling because she wants to say, turn, to the, say lavish. turn to the person next to you and say, lavish. <laughs> it's such a cultural thing that we do. Yeah. Um, I've got passion translation if you want that. Go for it. Just for good measure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, mm all because of the cascading riches of his grace. 
this super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Come on. I love it. That's really yeah. good. I like that. The the total cancellation, cancellation of our sin. That's, yeah. that's really good. I'm just bringing uh, Ephesians 1 passion up on my phone. So somebody talk while what I do you that. What you got, Tanya? <laughs> what version you got? The NIV. Oh, let's read that oh. one. We're all different today. Loving it. Really infallible version. Unity and diversity. <laughs> Should I read it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and according with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Someone say lavish. Lavish. <laughs> well, I... I don't know about you guys, so I think um, we all have a, uh, a filter when we read the scriptures and we, certain topics will jump out at us as um, this is my topic or this is the thing that when I read a verse, it may talk about adoption, it may talk about uh, salvation, it may talk about grace and or uh, the move of the spirit, but because we have a hunger for the move of the spirit in our DNA. We sort of almost, we don't see the three things that preceded it. We see that verse jump at us, jump at us, you know? Um, and I think for me, whenever I see anything to do with like the grace of God and the forgiveness of God, it just launches up off the page. And it's not that the other things aren't important, equally important, even more important. It's just, it's one of the things that like my, I've, I've got like a magnet that kind of wants to sort of suck that kind of stuff up. Mm. Um, and I, I think I said in one of the previous podcasts that we did, um, if I could take, uh, if I could tear out some pages of the Bible, I had to go live on a desert island. I just had to sort of tear a page out and stuff it in my pocket. I would take Luke 15 and Romans 8. Like mm. those would be the two ones that I would, I would tear because they're they're most about the grace of god most about the forgiveness of god most about the the cleansing renewing power of god and so me looking at this i'm just like oh the forgiveness of god the grace of god lavished on us you know i this one just jumps out at me as a uh, as um this goes several layers deeper than other things do does that make sense yeah how about how about you guys where what are you thinking when you read this I think one of my favorite parts of this verse is, or at least the way it's phrased in the Passion Translation, is since we are now joined to Christ. Mm. I just love, I don't know, I, I read, um, oh, what's it called? The book by Brennan Manning. Um, it's a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the furious longing of yeah, that's God or right. something like that. And it's, it's absolutely amazing, um, and I, I just ever since then I've just been on this um, thing about unity and what Jesus prayed for in the garden, and um, I don't know, just something hit me about being joined with Christ and us actually being like picturing all of us making up a physical body of Jesus because that's what we are. Um, and I just, I just love that. And then because of that, we have all of the, mm. the treasures that would be to him because yeah. of the redemption of his blood. And 
total cancellation of all our sins. Yeah. God. But yeah, just, just that unity that now we are joined to Christ and then these are all, all things that happen because we are joined to Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the other bit that I really, really love is just the fact that it talks about how the grace, this superabundant grace is already powerfully working within us. Mm-hmm. Powerfully working within us. Yeah. I wonder if that's dunamis. Yeah. Um, but just imagining a dynamite explosion of grace in my life in every moment that it's needed because that's what comes with being joined to Christ mm-hmm. and the release. Like, and it's, and this, and this, like yeah, it's such yeah. a, it's such a, a long and complex sentence because there's so many things that he wants to fit in to say, these are all things that come with being joined to Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's really good. I, I've been reading this um, this book called The Cure that um, talks a lot about that. Um, the oneness talks a, talks a lot about the the battle between the complete grace of God and the desire of the flesh to try and uh, to try and do finish the job off or like complete it or you know impress Christ with our effort. You know all the stuff that Galatians talks about about you know what 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 are you doing? What are you, why? He started in the spirit and you're, you think like that the natural conclusion of that is that you work and you, you complete it in the flesh. Like what, what? You think you can do this? Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, there's a couple of things from here that I I just really like this, this kind of, I think follows on a little bit from what you're saying. This is, um, uh, from one of the chapters, uh, it says all along, we have the nature of God fused with us from the moment we put our belief in him. Mm. We have God's love inside us waiting to be accessed and trusted, available to address our sins and failures, our hopes and dreams. It's all there untapped while we're off running around trying to impress God with promises and self-denial. Mm. And, um, one of the writers of that, I, um, I, I heard him say, or it's actually earlier in the book, um, about this this journey that we go through when we're sort of battling, like, I have been forgiven, but I should be doing better, but I'm, I've been covered in the grace of God, but also my life isn't completely reflecting it, and this kind of back and forth, and he, he wrote this later, earlier in the book, this is the cruel joke we play on ourselves, to bluff and pretend we're righteous, secretly knowing we aren't, only to eventually discover we were all along. Mm-hmm. And I just love that kind of, this... God says we're righteous. We kind of accept it. We battle with it. We, our flesh and our spirit, our soul and our spirit kind of have this duel that goes on. And we think, oh, maybe actually I'm not. Maybe, maybe I don't have it to the degree that everyone else does. Or maybe I just, I'm not. Something went wrong along the process and maybe I actually secretly I don't. And then God's like, no, 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 no. Back to the beginning. You do completely, utterly. You're completely covered, like on your worst day you're completely loved and welcomed into the courts of heaven. And um, just like that, when I when I put it, the God's love in those terms, it it elevates it way beyond what I was considering uh, before that moment when I think, at my worst, on my worst day, with the greatest collection of poorest decisions that I could put into one piece of time, God loves me completely. I'm fused with him. I have that, that like it's it's unbreakable it's it's uh it's an undeniable truth because of the cross now like that just blows my mind mm. i don't know if it does anyone else's it's definitely a, a hard thing to get your head around i actually was having a conversation with someone a couple of days ago who doesn't know jesus 
um, and we were talking about what actually confession and what happens when Catholics go to confession and I was trying to explain what I believe to her and like what actually happens when we come to Jesus for forgiveness mm-hmm. and I was explaining like we come to him and then we're just forgiven and that empowers us to then live a life of grace and, and I remember her just being like oh well that doesn't make any sense like then why would you do anything right because like it doesn't mm. people aren't deserving like she's had no grid for it and it just made me realize afresh like how how much of a privilege it is to be able to live a life knowing that grace because mm. yeah. it is actually a crazy concept that you can't really get your head around unless you know god and you know the person that's yeah. giving that to you and actually you know spend time reflecting on this yeah it's like Stu was saying last night in his preach that to to the world without the spirit God and the love of God and all of this is just foolishness. Mm, it exactly. looks absolutely mental. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to me, I really like what verse 8 is saying because, like, what, what you're saying, Ellie, is mm-hmm. true. Like, it doesn't, like, we, we don't have a grip. But verse 8 says, like, but because of that, like, he has given us all wisdom yeah. and all understanding. Like, it's because of him. And, like, when we feel bad, when we feel this, if you go to the presence, when once you get tapped into the presence, like you get, like you get it, like Alistair was saying, like it doesn't matter if like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. When you go to the source of the truth, like he has given us like wisdom and understanding. And I love how the Bible is so practical. Like, oh yeah, the grace. Oh yeah, this, that. Mm. Oh, and by the way, you have all wisdom and understanding like, to get that, mm-hmm. like to get the blood yeah. of Christ, to get the grace. And to me, that's just like, yes. It's true, we have a wisdom and understanding, but it's just a matter of like going to that source of like wisdom and understanding. Okay. Yeah. And when it says sort of we've been the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace, like that's a phrase that we could throw out. Well, according to the riches of his grace. It's like it's almost like uh, uh, like liturgy almost. You could throw the phrase out, according to the riches of the grace found in the saints in the kingdom of heaven to the glory of the God in the 12 tribes of Judah. You know, you could just like, <laughs> you could just reel it off. But if you were just, if you just isolate it according to the riches of his grace, mm. you think, well, why is it that I have a problem with, um, with uh, feeling that there's somebody going to forgive me? Or why do I have a problem feeling like uh, a relationship's not going to work after trust, trust was lost? Why do I have a problem sometimes referring to God as, as my as my parent when I had such difficult relationship with my parents or, or whatever your scenario is? And you realise pretty quickly that actually we don't perceive others or even ourselves who have riches of grace, like to have a, 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 a really big um, vat supply of grace. And the reason that we struggle to trust people or struggle to do relationships is because we we've all seen the evidence of people's how how deep people's tank is and so well three strikes and you're out is something that most people have experienced at some point in their life so if they feel they've done more than three sins in their life then well surely god would count me out at this point because man can only handle forgiving a certain amount of times you know in in our experience so surely god is the same and that whole thing that Jesus says about, you know, 70 times 7, you know, mm-hmm. forgive. Just keep, there is no there is no limit to how many times you forgive. That's showing the nature of God. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we probably, what I'm saying in a roundabout way, is that we're very uh, conditioned to have limits to grace, to have limits to forgiveness, have limits to love, have limits to trust, because um, we're limited. Um, whereas for God, it's like out of the riches of his grace. Like the first thing I saw was like, 
picture I had in my mind is, I don't know if you've seen that, the Hobbit film, the second one, <laughs> where it's the, uh, the one with the dragon and mm. they go inside the mountain and it's just mountains of gold mm. everywhere. And you're like, okay, that's riches. Out of the riches of grace, you get forgiven. You get mm. your grace. And, and um, uh, who was it? Um, it was a guy called um, uh, Bill Thrall, I think. He, he said, like, what if, what if you could share the worst of you with God? And you would get loved more for the telling of it. Mm. And like, ah, oh, that's 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 so counter what our expectation of grace is, of forgiveness that we can tell somebody the most painful things in our lives, and we would be loved more for the sharing of it mm -hmm. than for the hiding of it. Yeah. You know, and I just that I, was so good. Yeah, I just think that's incredible. I was I had this picture earlier when we were talking. It was just like if you think about someone having a terrible day, they're in a terrible mood, and everything that they say, everything that comes out of their mouth is just rude and bitter, and no one wants to be around them. But then people start walking up to them, like, it's not their birthday, but someone brought them a coffee, and someone just wanted to say, hey, I just, I think you're wonderful, and just things start happening to them, not like regardless of how they're acting and how they're feeling about themselves or whatever situation they're mm. in. And if you think about when you're in a bad mood and if someone comes and like, hey, I just thought you might want a cup of coffee. I got mm. this for you. It's your favorite kind. And you're like, what? And it just, it absolutely changes. It changes your heart. Mm. And, um, and the, in, so in kind of a parallel, I had this picture of someone, because when you were talking about being welcomed into the courts of heaven and like, celebrated and all of that on your worst day mm -hmm. just imagining on my worst day when I've been right numpty and just rude wow I'm so British now um, <laughs> I've, I've just had such a bad attitude and who knows what I've done like yeah anyway but just on my worst day being welcomed and celebrated into the courts of heaven and then being lavished mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> with gifts and and authority and grace and love and celebration and I'm sitting here going what and I think you see it sometimes in films mm. people are like what you why are you doing this have you seen the the heard that you're a Foy Vance fan yeah you? his song indiscriminate acts of kindness I don't remember uh, everyone just after listening to this <laughs> go go on to whatever Spotify Apple Music listen to it the whole song is about a hotel concierge, you know, the guy who waits <laughs> on the door, yeah. who takes in a young girl who's like a heroin addict mm -hmm. and just takes her in, give, gives her a room, washes her wounds, and she's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he just says, it's an indiscriminate act of kindness. Wow. And it's just like, the, the whole song is just telling the story and you're like, ugh! Like, it, there's, no, there's no reason for it other than I'm showing you the kindness and love of God. Yeah. Because... You're a child of God, whether you know it or not, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's that's the grace. It's, grace is the things that we get that we don't deserve. Mm. But it, it's it's life-changing. Mm. And and I think that's, that's what he's talking about. It's the riches that we don't deserve. That It's like a humbling thing, but at the same time, he's exalting us because mm. he's made us and he's he loves us. And I'm just like... What is happening? Is it? It's it's difficult when we're not, you know, if we're not 
in the spirit or we don't have the the help of the Holy Spirit, it, it does seem like foolishness. And you're like, why are you doing this? This is insane. Like, I don't deserve this. Mm. And then I feel like that's that's why everyone loves the Cinderella story. Mm. Everyone loves, I mean, Cinderella is like the pure, kind, you know, whatever. But it's, it's something, she's this lowly person that is being recognized by someone mm. of, of great, magnitude and power and majesty and all of this and it's i don't know i we i think we relate to mm. there's no middle ground she doesn't she doesn't ascend she doesn't go from like lowly housemaid to <laughs> uh local school teacher and then yeah. you know so she doesn't do steps up she goes from oppressed to wearing the gown yeah in one step it's a story of grace redemption it's a story yeah. of love and Okay, two pieces of homework. Foy Vance, indiscriminate acts of kindness, <laughs> and Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> and also Cinderella, read, Cinderella. read the Bible verse that we read, so <laughs> do that. We're going to have to finish. Ellie, could you pray for us? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, I thank you so much for your grace, for the way that you lavish it on us, for the riches of your grace. And I just mm. ask that right now, every person listening and all of us would just be filled with a greater revelation of that of that grace that in every area of our lives we would know that you are with us and that you have us covered in every place of our lives where it doesn't feel like we've lived up or been enough or those areas of doubt where we just don't think your grace could ever amount to being enough Mm. god would you help us to step out of our own logic and our own way of thinking and to be able to step into your presence and to be able to step into your grace and everything that you've won for us mm. and we just thank you so much for the privilege that it is to know that grace and to be able to live a life empowered to step into everything you have for us from that place of safety and knowing that everything is covered so yeah we just thank you god and we just ask that every person listening to this would have an incredible week empowered by yeah. your grace yeah amen amen, amen. have a good week everyone.